Hi everyone, it's Della Rose here. Oh, and we're almost at 2024. It's not far now. It's December 28th today as I record this. And I am wrote a lot of information about the overall energy and vibe for 2024 and as we enter into further years 2025 2026 this is the overarching energy of this particular chapter that we're about to enter into now and as I really moved into this energy and was meditating and allowing the information to just stream in and drop in I was writing and so it ended up being a lot of writing uh, which now I've broken into a bit of a story that I'll read to you and I hope you enjoy it something different rather than me sitting here and going through all the chart which when you really consider it over the next 12 months you're likely to forget a lot and I don't know how many of you actually go back and re-listen to some of the recordings of predictions, you know, for each month of January. I don't actually do them. I go week to week and read the vibe as I'm experiencing it in that moment and stream the energy from spirit and read the chart sort of firsthand rather than going too far into all the narratives of all the aspects that are going to occur this year and giving you a synopsis and a breakout of that because everything's subject to change, obviously. But also it's very hard to predict the terrain ahead, particularly now more than ever, because all of the frequencies have really changed and we're moving into a very different trajectory and people's consciousnesses are shifting considerably. So a lot of the old language won't be as applicable as perhaps it once was and this is a new reality that I think we all need to start to become aware of which is why some of the tools that we used in the past may not have um, the efficiency that we would like them to have for us and the effectiveness that we'd like them to have for us at this time and that's purely based on because we're energetic beings we've shifted our trajectory, we've lifted our frequency. And so a lot of those tools and information were really applied to a different frequency, a different vibration, a different way of being. It's a little bit like having a 1950s car and then um, having it now in 2023, the cars of this time are going to have... Uh, they're going to be a lot easier to drive actually and they're going to be a lot smoother to drive and you know so this is how information sort of evolves as well and that's what we need to consider there are ancient texts but even those ancient texts some of them still cannot be fully applied to this particular time period because it's just not efficient the way that uh, it was effective in the past but it's not efficient in the future and that's a little bit like where we're going a lot of the things that we've been doing it's not necessarily I don't mean to imply that they won't work at all because they will 
and uh, they'll work if you believe in them and if you're gaining an, in, um, an impact from those various tools, methods, um, yeah, situations. <laughs> Sorry, spirit was just sort of <laughs> enlightening me to something else. Um, so what I'm really trying to say is what once worked may not work now. And I took a, a lot of words to say that. But really, that's because we're evolving, we're shifting, we're growing, and so we're becoming more efficient in how we use our energy, how we take information in, how we filter information as well. You know, it's like you can quickly grasp the essence of it without having to read word for word every detail of the novel. You know, sometimes you can just sort of capture the essence of the story and and understand it and have cohesion and full understanding of it without having to fully uh, embrace and watch all of it. And that's a little bit of um, clairsentience as well, where you know things that you just don't realize you know <laughs> or you don't know how you know them. Anyway, let me move on into this story that I want to read to you all that I wrote about the coming energies entering for 2024. I see 2024 as a bridging year, a year where we're crossing the bridge into the new lands. And I've actually sort of termed it as that, you know, the bridge into the new lands, the new horizon. And so in this mystical expanse of time and space, as I aligned with my senses, casting my gaze upon the cosmos, decoding the celestial dance, translating the hushed secrets and whispers of the universe, I've chosen to weave these whispers into a narrative synopsis. The archetypal tale of the journey of the unfolding year yet to come the overarching themes, the ventures of the human psyche and how it will be shaped and reshaped. The year 2024 looms on the horizon, a gateway to the undiscovered territories, a journey towards mastery and expertise. The planets align to predict a whirlwind of experiences for the first half of the year from January to June, a medley of triumphs and trials, rapid growth and distant memories, perhaps even many regrets await us. Now, when I'm referring to the regrets here, I'm referring to when we look back and we go, wow, if only I could have done it this way, or if only I knew what I know now, and I would have managed myself completely differently though we learn from those things we don't hold on to the regret and and pine and allow it to slowly uh, erode us from the inside out we awaken to the awareness of what could have been if we'd handled it differently but then we still don't know would it have been better you know this is the thing with regret we can regret something but would it have worked out that way anyway? Was it meant to work out that way? You know, so we all have another evolution that a lot of us are unaware of because it's not all meant to be revealed to us right now. 
you know, we, we're growing, we're here to learn. And so we can't have all the answers up front, though we can learn to listen to ourselves and become scholars of our own understanding. And so that's what I refer to when I say this. So continuing on, amidst the chaos, there lies a journey towards reconciliation and acceptance, a voyage that may leave us feeling adrift, akin to the sailors weathering the tempest. So what I'm saying there is that as we reconcile our past and we begin to accept that the future will not look the same and that we won't have those experiences in the way that we did before, we start to then allow the journey and the voyage to adrift us where we just don't really have a solid concept, though we have a willingness, a willingness to move forward, a willingness to move toward what is for us now, how to align with our destiny. Uh, and that's a bit like the sailors. The sailors can prepare for a storm to a degree, and then eventually they have to face the storm and it will be whatever unfolds from that storm and who they are on the other side of that is left to be seen. So something else I want to point out is 2024 is the number eight year. This number is represented by Saturn. Saturn is the planet of work, discipline, patience, growth, abundance as well, but through skill and through vigilance and through uh, consistency, you know, that's Saturn's tool. He doesn't necessarily expect you to work hard like a slave. He wants you to be vigilant and consistent and disciplined with yourself, your values and your ethics. And that's really what he stands for, particularly now in Pisces as well, because he's very much about the ethics and the values uh, that is having a stronger resonance as you'll feel amongst people. They're starting to look at those things and see them as vitally important for us to protect our humanness, you know, and our heart and our well-being. So Saturn is currently in the sign of Pisces, which is ruled by Neptune, which governs the number seven. It's interesting, isn't it? Because the reason I actually reflected on this and wrote this is because I was thinking 2023 was a seven year and now we're moving into 2024, which is an eight year. And I found it quite interesting that seven is Neptune's number and Pisces is ruled by Neptune and Saturn is currently in the sign of Pisces. So I felt there was a real resonance going on with these two here, which you know, collectively in numerology, we add the numbers together. So a seven and an eight brings us to 15, which brings us to a six, which is a Venus number. You know, Venus is the heart of, it's about our heart, yes, but Venus is also about our relationships. It's our relationship to ourself and our environment and our world, just as much as it's a relationship to a lover or a child or a parent or um, a sibling. You know, it's a very different type of relationship that I speak of when I refer to the essence of relationship because everything is connected. And so our 2023 seven year 
we felt this constant dreamland, you know, or nightmare, depending on how you were experiencing it. But it was ungrounded. It was unreal. It was nebulous. It was unpredictable. It felt wafty, untangible, like it was hard to really get our teeth into anything and really have it uh, thrive and manifest and take root and take hold. It was always like this turbulent disruptiveness. And um, it allowed us, though, to deepen our inner world. It did allow us to really open up to more of our spiritual energy and our spiritual selves. And that actually is the essence of a seven. A seven is an introverted number. It's a mystical number. It's a methodical number. It's a number of the um, the meditator, the uh, yogi that is happy to meditate and stream wisdom from the heavens and share that as and when they're asked. You know, it's a introverted number. It's a, the number of a loner, you know, which when you think about it, when you're meditating, you're not necessarily alone because there's energy and there's spirit around you, though you are singular in that process of meditating. So, you know, that resonates with the seven very well so now in 2024 this is going to be an eight year which is the anniversary of a Saturn's governed year and it's also a dragon year which i find extremely interesting um the last time we had a dragon year was 2012 but the last time that we actually had a wood dragon year was in two was 1964 and so I find that really fascinating that we're moving into this wood energy and it's been 60 years since we've actually had that experience of that solid growth where we'll really see some fertile growth come through us now where we'll feel a strength and a resilience that we haven't felt before where we'll feel a determination that perhaps we wanted to feel though we were apprehensive as to well how determined can you be when you're having to learn to dance on a shifting carpet you know but the determination is not to stay solid in the same place the determination is to actually allow yourself to move so to be determined to move with the various frequencies and use your determination in another way all right because we've sort of been trained that determination is where you're bucked down like this no determination is just setting a very clear intention that no I'm not taking my eye off the ball I'm going to navigate this no matter how slippery the scope gets so it's a determination from that perspective so this year this 2024 year will see us more grounded it will see us more disciplined it will will feel a real um internal resistance at some times you know because it will feel like a grind and um, as the restructuring of ourselves, you see, and our world starts to take hold, this is the beginnings of something. And even when you look at building a home, 
you know, first of all, you've got to prepare the land, you know, and you've got to survey the land and you've got to soil test the land and you've got to make sure that the land can support what you're building on it and that there's not going to be too much erosion or soil shift or there's all these details that aren't necessarily interesting and full of inspiration, but they're very necessary in creating a very solid foundation. And that is what 2024 is. It is the bridge that is bridging us into the new world, but that bridge is also creating a very solid footing and foundation for us as we merge with the new frequencies, with the the new environments, the new awareness that's coming, you know, and that's not just wafty spiritual talk. I mean, that's in reality. We're going to see some really big changes happen in our world. I mean, just look at how we use computers now and AI and all the various things that are coming towards us and they're going to start coming towards us at a rapid rate. It's going to get faster, not slower. The only way it will get slower is if we deliberately insist that we slow down you know we're going to have to become commissioned to give ourselves time off and to give ourselves permission to do this because otherwise if we try to keep up we'll burn out we'll literally burn out because there's just going to be so much so this is where discernment becomes a very very key factor as we go forward and I've been talking about that all this year on my YouTube clips is discernment the ability to slow down and to assess the situation and to make a decision that's going to be beneficial to you and the other and not be you know creating more animosity and more um hostility so as i move on in my piece here this year i feel the key is all about relationships which i'd spoken there um, how healthy are we in the way we relate to everything, including our truth? You know, how healthy are you in the way that you relate to your truth? Yes, I'm going to be truly honest here and say most human beings, if not all human beings, lie in one form or another. You know, they're, they're innately dishonest by character and that can be through fear it can be through anything it's like who ate the last cookie oh no it wasn't me it can be the most simplest lie or it can be a very complex very betraying lie you know but what I'm really trying to allude to here is the relationship that we have with ourselves. how honest is that relationship or how much do we actually lie to ourselves as well you know because that's not really going to give you the healing and the growth that you're really yearning to experience if you're living in a lie to yourself like you know um I'm not going to eat that and then you eat it oh no no I didn't eat it I didn't eat it I don't know why I'm not losing weight I can't understand it you know I'm doing all the things and it's like how much is that really true and how much is there gaps in that? So I'm not here to judge you or analyze you or that's not my place. And I don't even want that place. But what I am here to do is to spark a question and to get you to probe your mind a little bit more and ask yourself, am I being truly honest here? Or am I being avoiding and deflecting? And um so 2024 will be about how relationships will be key and how much we 
relate to our truth and our hidden selves and what is that relationship that we have with these other parts and our growth, the relationship that we have with our environment, the relationship that we have with our resources, the relationship that we have with our money, with our life, with our communities, our governments, our own independence, our freedoms, our communities, our safety and our security. These are all different relationships that we're having. And I really want you to consider the quality of your relationship with those various uh, entities. So as the oracle within me foresees 2024 as the bridge year, a crucial juncture that catapults us into a new ep epoch, a landscape untouched by the footprints of history, which is true. We've never been there before. We have no history books that we can go back to. You know, our history books are all based on the industrial age and, you know, prior to that, the ancient ages. And we don't have any information about the technology age and the computer age and the AI generation age. You know, we have no awareness about where we're heading now. None. There is no history to refer back to. And even with astrology, there is no real history. We can refer to things and say, okay, the last time that Pluto and the sun met together in Aquarius, which we will experience on the 28th of January, 2024, was in 1784, I think it was. I could be wrong. I'm just sort of recalling that number. Uh, but it was in 1784, and that's when they had the uh, revolution and uh, all the wars and all the battles, the French Revolution and the various things in America is currently going through its Pluto return. And so there was a lot of war around that time that was very different, you know, like it was cannons. It was war with cannons and guns and horses. And now it's war with machines and it's war with AI and it's war with drones and it's war with all of this technology. And so that's what I'm really wanting you to really appreciate and understand that the landscape that we're heading into is just not going to be the same. A divide to be witnessed as this unique era unfurls before our eyes, navigating this uncharted territory calls for the heightened awareness, enlightened decisions and a profound understanding of our world. We are crossing a bridge, leaving behind the familiar and venturing into the unknown within ourselves. The year 2024 is a year of transformation, not to be taken lightly. It is a transformational year, a transmutational year as well. Our world, both external and internal, will shift dramatically. We will be pushed and squeezed. Our energetic bodies adapting to meet the new demands and the frequencies of this transformative period. According to the celestial bodies, February 6, 2024, we move into the year of the wood dragon, solid, expansive and evolving, growing fortunes, creating fundamental foundations and destroying structures that are no use. 
The dragon, a mystical and mythical creature, symbolizes a personality that is shrewd, yet thoughtful, vigilant, yet unentangled, strong, yet content in its solitude. In this, it is a year of building knowledge and deepening wisdom and bringing forth new insights for inventive and innovative thinking. The wood dragon is creative and efficient. The dragon year is not an apologetic year. Dragons breathe fire. Dragon energy, dragon spirit is determined to clear the way for new growth to emerge, just as a fire clears the land for new seeds to sprout and pop. This year, we will be really pivoting reinventing ourselves into a complete quantum leap a total up level dragon power can have you finding yourself in all the right places if you're in that trajectory of willingness to drift and allow yourself to move forward into unknown territory you know, but trusting your instincts to guide you well. The cosmos signals the arrival of Pluto into the realm of Aquarius on mark on this marking the end of an era and the dawn of a new one. Pluto, the celestial body of exposure, brings forth the integration of shadow and light, acknowledging their coexistence for balance it also shatters the illusion shatters the illusions serving up the raw truth and exposing the shadows of human consciousness which is what we're seeing with all the war at the moment i mean that's really about low vibrational human consciousness that doesn't want to actually see more broader perspectives of how things could be changed, transformed and worked through. Instead, they're fixated on their belief system, which is Jupiter in its shadow. Jupiter can get very, very fixated on beliefs. And currently Jupiter is retrograde in Taurus. And Taurus is also a sign of battle because Taurus is the bull. And as they say, you know, don't don't poke the bull, uh, you know, or he's as raging as a Mallee bull, which is a breed of bull here in Australia, probably elsewhere too. I'm not big on all of the um, breeds of livestock, though Mallee bulls are up in the Northern Territory and they're viciously dangerous and you have to really have your wits about you if you're going to be working around those types of uh, bulls. And so this is the energy that we're moving into now with this is like we need to start to develop more awareness and to assess situations than to just jump right in and trust that they'll do the right thing by us. This is where we've come into the age of discernment and we have to be more careful about who we blindly trust to lead us into this new terrain in the sign of aquarius pluto initiates a revolution a new consciousness 
a new psychological footprint shaped from the mental plane. Remember, it's air. It's all about the mental plane. It's all about thought. It's about um, the transition of information at a rapid rate. You know, it's almost instant. And that's the energy. But first of all, Pluto, what he does is he pulls out the shadow. He pulls out all of the stuff we're trying to hide from him that we don't want to face because it's just too hard or we have to be too honest with ourselves and that could create discomfort you know because by nature humans love comfort and they don't want to experience discomfort at all so from shaped from this mental plane it ushers in an era of lightning speed thoughts and quantum leaps. And for the next two decades, we will be witnessing a time like no other, where traditions lose their old meanings and new beliefs permeate our world. And that is true. We're already seeing it, the new beliefs entering and starting to take hold, even if we don't agree with them they're taking hold and even if they don't make logical sense they're still taking hold it's quite bizarre to witness and then a lot of the old meanings that we held so dear are starting to lose their shine and their bedazzle because our lives are changing and we're not making as much room for those things Health and wellness will also take center stage on the world stage alongside the rejuvenation of the planet. So these will be some themes that you'll see people really moving and gravitating towards now. They're starting to realize that, you know, investing in a lot of material things is great if you can afford to do it. You know, if you want to own mountains and mountains and mountains of stuff, go right ahead. It's all on you. Though, now it's time not so much to focus on how many material possessions you can own and start to look at how healthy are you and how about investing into your body, investing into your mind, investing into your psyche, investing into your health and your wellness, not just going to the gym and eating healthy and taking supplements, but also actually proactively evolving yourself and growing and expanding your mind and expanding your awareness and cleaning up your past and healing your wounds and healing your trauma and reconciling these energies so that you can come into more of alignment and then when you do that your body starts to unlock and you start to hold more light you'll attract more light into your life by magnetism and you'll be able to hold a higher frequency just by default, just by nature, just naturally. And it's just naturally where you're vibing now. And all of those things are possible. But like I keep saying, we have to clean out the filter and we have to invest money into ourselves. I have people say all the time, oh, well, I just don't know, you know, it's the cost. And it's sort of like, but then they'll go and buy another house. And I go, well, you know, you can't take your house to the grave, but you can definitely take a healthy soul and a healthy mind and you can feel a freedom and a liberation of your spirit you won't be there dying feeling miserable and longing and full of regret and sadness and I wish I'd said sorry or I wish I said I love you or I wished I didn't 
be so mean you know it's like it's all all matters of the mind really when we're on our deathbed it's got nothing to do with how many possessions we own when we're dying and so I really advise you to start to shift your thinking there I mean if you've got a good healthy sufficient income that's really supporting you buying more and more things isn't really going to be the most effective thing you could do with your money because there are a lot more uh, healthier ways that you can invest your money that actually can give you a good return as well if you're sharp at your investing skills. You know, um, I'm not speaking it from an experienced person in that area because I'm not. I'm just learning actually uh, about investments and all of those things. <laughs> Drove my stockbroker insane, I think. Poor, poor lovely lady. Anyway, hope she forgives me one day. <laughs> But I like to ask questions, you see, and so I, and I had a lot of fear, a lot of trepidation when I first started trying to invest and figure it all out and had some losses, which ugh, break your heart, especially when you've already been on the back of quite a few of those. So it took me a little while to get some confidence and to feel stable and strong. And uh, slowly I'm getting there, slowly, slowly. I'm still very tentative, but I do... I do see the value in investing resources and then, you know, making income from those investments as opposed to owning a lot of things. And I think even if I, you know, had millions and millions of dollars, um, I don't know whether I'd be the person that wants to own a lot of things, to be honest. I'd be a person that would probably move around the world a lot and um, hold a lot of talks and um, meetings with people, you know, educating, healing, doing things like that, and just being a pretty much a bohemian, uh, that a luxurious bohemian gypsy that could, you know, stay in nice establishments or nice Air Airbnbs and just really live a really beautiful, healthy, comfortable life that isn't laddened with a lot of ownership of a lot of things but anyhow I'm not like everybody else and remember I'm single and I only have one daughter and she's an adult now and she's living her own life so my template is very different to a lot of people's and I'm not even saying that I'd even enjoy that you know like being a gypsy moving around I'd like to go overseas twice a year and do workshops and things like that and be hosted to do that I'd love that that would be very inspiring and very fulfilling to do that um, though I've never been a camper and I've never been a backpacker and I'm not good at I'm not good at doing things that are a little too rough and not so attractive I'm not a pretentious BS either but um, I certainly do like good taste and I certainly do like a good style or a good color or you know cleanliness you know it all matters to me but anyhow I'm not going to apologize for it because as I said dragon year is not apologetic and I'm sick of apologizing for just having an eye for detail anyway so moving on so health and wellness will take center stage along with the rejuvenation of the planet the coming years will see tremendous advances in regener regenerating our body functions as well like we're going to see so much come forward with the medical world and with how we rejuvenate our skin and how we rejuvenate our collagen and, you know, and how we repair our bones and 
how we can heal and how we can um, mend our internal organs. I mean, they're just going to have such incredible equipment that will be able to fix problems that took a long time to fix in the past. You know, laser surgery will just get more and more advanced. Um, cosmetic surgery, yeah, there'll be huge advancements in cosmetic surgery and you'll see a lot more people actually taking part in cosmetic surgery um, because the more prolific it becomes, the less expensive it becomes as well. So, you know, there'll be all these things coming in the future. For those that are interested, not everybody's interested in that, and I get that, but for those that are, it's going to be there for us, that's for sure. And also there'll be this movement away from a lot of chemicals and a lot of products that just really aren't good for us. People are starting to ask more questions. They're starting to want to understand more what ingredients are in things and how's it made and how's it affecting me and how's it affecting the environment because not a, it might be a good product, but is it destructive to the environment? Because it's not necessarily a win-win for everybody then. Once again, it's man taking something for himself and not thinking about how he's giving back to the environment around him. So, you know, there's a lot of shuffling going on. And we all, we have so many products on the market already anyway. And we've got so much stuff in the market that you can see a lot of these little things are going to start to fall away because they won't be sustainable. You know, the internet's going to take over. Things that can't function on the internet will start to fall away a little bit unless their local communities support them more. Um, yeah, there'll be a big transition uh, occur in how we work and how we manage our time and what we do with our time and how we engage with others. Uh, I keep getting ahead of myself because I'm kind of going on a, on a uh, riff here. But anyway, so the coming years will see tremendous advances in regenerating body functions with light, with sound and vibrational energy leading the way. However, the quality of our soil, the quality of our air and the quality of our water will be deeply compromised. <clears throat> And they'll become resources of extreme concern. You can see now people are already starting to put uh, air filters in their buildings and in their offices and in their homes or in their bedrooms. You know, it's becoming more apparent that our air is not clean. It's not healthy. It's impacting us. And particularly now that we're having a lot of experimental diseases being born, you know, whether they're real or experiments, whatever they are, they're having an impact on our air and, you know, the atmosphere, the weather changes, all of it's having an impact on our air and that's having an impact on our animals, that's having an impact on our soil, that's having an impact on our water, it's having an impact on our foliage, on our trees, on our greenscapes. And so we really need to start to consider putting water filters in, um, putting air filters in when we're building and designing now, they're going to become absolutes, not additional luxuries. They'll become absolutes. And I really want you to hear that. So if you are building and you are starting to plan uh, a new home or renovations, then please consider those things because not only are we looking to use renewable energy and draw energy from our sun for our electricity and heating our water we also need to think of alternatives 
to our air and to the quality of our life when we're living in that home. There's so many factors that we're all going to be taking in the way we design, the way we live in our homes, all changing. The constant theme of the year will be energy and resources. The survival of freedoms will be fiercely defended and revolutionary behavior will surface as more awakened to the universal agendas. As an oracle within me, in, as the oracle within me interprets the celestial body's dance, she sees a year of transformation, growth and awakening, a year that will reshape us and our world in unimaginable ways. We will change how we live, where we live, how we drive, where, how we bank, where we bank, how we invest, how we eat, what we eat, how we communicate, what we communicate, how we engage and what we engage with and how we consume and what we consume and how we travel and where we will travel to. All of it. So when you think about it, not all those areas receive disruption in our history. If you look back in our history, they were all merged into an evolution that they weren't all strikingly transitional all at the same time. But that's what we're experiencing now is it's all changing. I mean, food is under the radar. Um, transportation's under the radar. Energy's under the radar. How you know, the, the money is under the radar. I mean, we're watching it like crazy people wondering, are they going to introduce the gold-backed currency? Are they going to introduce the no paper, no fiat money at all? You know, are they going to introduce the digital IDs? Well, that's probably yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah the angels are affirming that. So that's a, that's a, that's a thing. And it's going to happen. So buckle up, buttercups. We've got a lot of change ahead. Um, there are two main, if I'm to sum this all up, right, in this last paragraph, which is there are two main archetypal themes to Pluto in Aquarius that I want to enlighten you about. One is the mad scientist with an evil agenda. And the other is a powerful psychologist awakening humanity's consciousness. Think about it. I hold faith for it to be the latter, which is a powerful psychologist awakening humanity into a greater consciousness. Though it's always good to remember, like any beginning, there will always be darkness before the dawn. And that's what we're about to experience is just these shady patches that will really, yeah, shock us, but shock us into waking. So brace yourself for there is more chaos and change ahead of exponential growth like no other that you've ever seen before. So it's a big, it's a big, big time. And I'm going to continue doing the uh, weekly reports on the astrology and the 
just impromptu little chats that I like to come on and do as spirit guides me to. Though I thought about it last year, I did a 2023 video and I also talked about Pluto going into Aquarius and I did quite a long video of that one um, in my reels that you'll see on YouTube. Though this year, as I sat with all of it and I really moved into it, I felt more I wanted to just channel and bring through some information, a story perhaps, so that we could look at the overarching theme as opposed to sitting down and saying, well, I see this happening in this. But I will say this, that from February, things will hot up, really hot up, and then they'll get a bit more steamy by March and then we'll be in the fire, <laughs> April. And May is almost like we reach a summit where it just, the waters just smooth out and we feel this potentiality. So there'll be an energy of potentiality that will occur around that May, June period. And then the second half of the year, which I won't go into now, will take on a very different vibration. So it's a very bipolar type year. It's like we are really in the K2 Rahu uh, vibe which is a little bit like the dragon's head the dragon's tail um, that's what they symbolically mean anyhow and we're in a dragon year so we really are surging to find that independence and to move into that Aries that Aries energy which can be very selfish or very self-focused though I don't want to throw shade on that because I actually love Aries uh, people I find them very um vivacious and, and and uplifting in a sense because they'll say what no one else has uh, got the courage to say and I really like that when I, when I'm around people that are brave and that will just speak up and say what's on their mind I find that quite good anyway some people don't some people get a bit put off by that and that's fair enough uh, so this year, 2024, as we move into that, we really are having to learn and align ourselves. So we do need more of that Aries energy, which is coming through the Chiron, which has just gone direct, which is exciting. So now we're starting to feel even our wounded self. We're not so caught up in it. We're actually starting to move beyond it a little bit and start to say, okay, well, it's time to just saddle up and take the ride. Yeah. We might have a few saddle sores, but that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll put a bit of padding there and we'll get through it. And that's the Aries mindset. You see, they will keep going because they are determined. They're determined to lead themselves into something better because that's the quality of Aries. It is the warrior. He's willing to fight for the cause. He's willing to fight for himself. He's willing to charge forth into the unknown so he can discover in hopes of something better. So anyway, so we're moving more towards that and away from this Libra energy of wanting to please, wanting to make everybody comfortable, wanting to make sure that we're courteous and that we're kind. And yeah, that's going to upset a little people. Quite a few people because a lot of that courteous over kindness will start to dissipate a little bit because a lot of it was actually fake it wasn't real and so now people are moving more into authenticity what you will get is the authentic nature of who they are so what I mean by that is by example if somebody by nature 
is a really thoughtful, empathic, caring, nurturing person. And they're not doing it because they want to be liked or there's any hidden agendas. It's just genuinely who they are. Then they'll retain that. They'll probably grow into more strength with that. Though somebody that may have been, you know, pretending to be kind when really they felt bitter and twisted inside and they were just putting on a mask and a face, that's the energy that's getting challenged because we won't have so much of that fakeness anymore because we're actually really pleading for more authenticity. We are pining for it. We're craving for more authenticity. Even if being authentic is a little disruptive, we would prefer it than the fakeness because we've kind of, we're over the fake and we're now going to be moving into a time when we won't know the difference if we aren't connected to our own discernment and awareness. We won't know, is that fake or is that real? You know, we'll have to research. We'll have to take our time before we answer things as quickly because we need to assess, is it real or isn't it real? You know, I need to read that before I share it because I could be sharing bogus information and I don't want to feed the problem. So we have to take a bit more responsibility. And But once you do attune to your instincts and once you really merge into that energy, you make decisions instantly and you'll just be in a flow. And I know that that contradicts what I just said, but I mean it to contradict what I just said from this point. Once you are connected to yourself, you're in a slipstream, you're in a flow, you're in an energetic wave and you're riding that wave. And so you'll make decisions in an instant that are completely aligned with you and you're no longer questioning, you're no longer doubting yourself and it feels energetically aligned. So you move towards it. The ones that need to really slow down and be more discerning are the ones that haven't been used to listening to themselves that haven't been used to listening to their instinctive uh, language or their vibrational language. They've been more very, very logically minded. And even though we're moving into a mental plane year next year because of all the air that I spoke about with Aquarius and Pluto, what I want to assure you is that that's why it's even more important that we ground in our body and learn to be in our body. We're so used to wanting to leave our body. And this is where I was talking about some of the beliefs and practices and tools that we've had in the past that may not work now is those ones where we're constantly wanting to leave our body and meditate ourselves into another galaxy and and pretty much hang out in that galaxy but then not know how to function in the world now and not know how to navigate the world and not know how to take the the what the rose-colored glasses off and see reality for what reality is without being insulted by it you see because as soon as we're insulted by something we've taken it personally and we have to understand that we can't take everything personally. We've all participated in the problem, though in order to fix the problem, we have to start to come back to ourselves and sort ourselves out. And if everybody did it, we'd be a lot better off. So we have to be discerning when we're starting to learn to listen to ourselves. We have to go, okay, what's our instinct saying? All right, what's my vibe on this? All right, what's my belief on this? Okay, now what's the advice that my friend would give me and what's the advice a professional would give me? And then you kind of weigh it all up, you know, and do your own research with all of that. Um, 
I don't go through too much of that process at all anymore. I did in the past when I was really, really afraid and full of a lot of doubt for myself. But now, I don't know, I'm a bit of a vigilante now. I've kind of changed so much. I kind of make a decision if it feels right. If it doesn't feel right, I don't do it. It's that simple. So it becomes very easy eventually. But then there are still decisions that become very difficult, very hard to make. You know, if they're big life-changing decisions, then they're hard to make. And that's when the universe usually comes along and sort of shoves you out the door. It's like, come on, get out of the nest. It's time to fly or it's time to move home or it's time to leave this relationship it sort of shocks you into waking up to what you need to do now because you become a little bit comatosed in the comfort of what is, even if it isn't feeding you anymore. Why? Because you're disconnected from your body and you're just trying to dull it all down. You know, there's that Libra niceties, keeping the nice and the pleasing all up, you know, not being the warrior and say, well, no, it's not working. I've got to pick up the sword and fight and defend it. Anyhow, so we're going to see more of that strength brewing inside of us. So I honestly don't know what more to say. I guess I could say a whole lot more, but I'm holding back on that because I'm just going to weave it in as I go and not overwhelm everybody. And I hope this was helpful. Leave a comment. I'd love to hear what you thought of it, even if it's not a nice comment, you know, even if it's sort of like a negative comment, at least it's feedback and it gives me an understanding of what you're expecting to hear and what you'd like to hear and you get it anyhow so like subscribe share and uh, I look forward to 2024 the dragon the year of the wood dragon wow I'm actually really looking forward to this bridge here I've been looking forward to it for a little while I really feel like it's going to be such a transitional year that it's going to open our eyes and our mind to so much more possibility that we couldn't conceive because we were kind of shrouded in our in our guilt not guilt but in our grief in our blame in our anger in our frustration that things had to change in the first place and lies you know we've been fed a lot of lies there's been a lot of betrayal being exposed and that's hard to digest but on the other side of that wouldn't you be better wouldn't you think it's better to know than to live an illusion you know like I think I'd rather have the lights on and see the cockroaches uh, and know where they are than to have the lights off and pretend they're not there <laughs> you know it's like no let's get real there are cockroaches there and we need to see where they are I don't want them crawling on me anyhow self-preservation what can I say all right so peace and love see you next week bye happy new year